0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God Amen. May God grace us with a word that we may hear and to and act according to his holy gospel. Today is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Amshir. Uh, we're now how many months in? Tut, Baba, Hatur, Kiaq, Tuba, Amshir. This is the so this is what? This is almost uh, halfway into the into the Coptic year. And this is the last, the last Sunday we'll read in Amshir. Uh Next week we'll be celebrating the feast of our Lord's uh, entry into the temple. That's the forty days. You can officially have your tree up until your Christmas tree up until that feast, uh, but it has to come down by next Sunday if it hasn't been taken down already. And then after that we have the Sunday before Lent, and then we have Lent, and then the holy fifty days. Um, so we won't be able to get back to the annual readings until the fast of the Apostles this is, we're, we're, uh, we're running quickly um, and I I wanted to speak to you just a small word about this uh, this beautiful verse that our Savior says to us, do not labor for the food which perishes but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set a seal on you. This food that does not perish, which endures to everlasting life, this is the same food that we pray to God to give to us in the Lord's Prayer. When we say, give us this day our daily bread. Do not think that when we pray this prayer, give us to stay our daily bread, that we are talking about our actual food. Because our Savior gave us these words in the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, He also said to us, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? And he said, "Look at the birds of the air; they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? Are you not of more value than them?" So when we pray, "Give us this day our daily bread," we have to remember not to worry about what we're eating. And in Coptic, "Pen oik enterasti" is what we say, and that. It's the clearest of every translation, or you can say every one. In Greek, it's not that clear. Of course, in English, it's not that clear. In Latin, the same. But in in Coptic, it is very clear. Give us the bread of tomorrow, the bread of tomorrow. And the bread of tomorrow is our everlasting life. The bread of tomorrow is the bread that we need in order to go till tomorrow. And the tomorrow is our eternal life. Does that make sense? So what is this bread? What is this bread that He said that we should labor after? The bread that we should labor after. And um, our Savior, I should just pause before we get to this. Our Savior always speaks about eating and His kingdom. Or He said it many times. I'll read a few verses here. Luke 14, verse 15. Luke chapter 14, verse 15. Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Luke chapter six, verse 21. Blessed are you that hunger now, for you shall be satisfied, for you shall be satisfied. This means in the age to come. Matthew 8:11: "Many shall come from east and west and sit at table with, with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. So they say, sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, in the kingdom of heaven. And then in Luke chapter 22, 29 to 30, as my father appointed a kingdom for me, so I appoint for you to eat and drink at my table in the kingdom. And so there's this connection between the food of tomorrow or the food that endures to everlasting life and the kingdom of God. And of course, there is a whole background in the Old Testament. Especially when God gave them, as it says in the Psalms, He gave them bread from heaven. And that Moses told the people, at twilight you shall eat flesh, and in manna was heavenly bread. Sorry, in the morning you shall be filled with bread. You shall know that I am the Lord. And that was the manna that came to them every day. But now, so what does it mean give us this day Our bread of the morrow or give us the, the the bread that is needed and so we have to understand this as the food that Jesus gives us to feed us spiritually today is the bread of tomorrow and this is now what we have to labor for now think about labor the word labor we all in some way shape or form if we have had a job we have labored in that job We have woken up for the sake of that job. We have stayed up late for the sake of that job. We have done what we had to do for the sake of that job. And some jobs are more difficult than others. Uh, Imagine uh, a farmer who has his, uh, his cows that he has to milk. Nobody else is going to go out and milk those cows. And if he doesn't milk those cows, something really bad is going to happen. He's going to not make money. He has to wake up four in the morning or whatever to go out. And then he has to feed them. I mean, his livelihood is literally relying on him waking up and laboring. If he doesn't labor, there'll be no food for him, his family, and so on and so forth. The idea of laboring, now we have to connect that to the spiritual food the idea of laboring for our spiritual food and I say it and I put it in these terms because too often in our spiritual life we give God what is left over if I have time if I have time I'll read my Bible. If I have time I'll go to church. If I have time I'll say my prayers. if I have time And um, you know we're studying this book on wealth and poverty by St. John Chrysostom. And just for today's chapter, in the, in the very beginning of it, he says, do not let anyone of, say to me these vain words worthy of heavy condemnation. He says, I don't want to hear these words. I cannot leave the courthouse. I administer the business of the city. I practice a craft. I have a wife. I am raising children. I am in charge of a household. I am a man of the world. Reading the scriptures is not for me, but for those who have been set apart, who have settled on the mountaintops, who keep this way of life continually. He says, don't say that reading scriptures is for the monks and the nuns. He says, they do not need the help of the divine scriptures as much as those who are involved in the many occupations. He says, the monks and the nuns don't need it as much as you need it he said we are living in a world and we are tossed to and fro in the midst of the sea driven by a multitude of sins always need the continuous and ceaseless aid of the scriptures and he and he gives us he says they are far away from the battles we are here receiving the many wounds You stand, all of us, stand continuously in the front line and we are continually receiving the blows of this life. And this is why we need the benefits of scriptures more than they. And then he gives a bunch of examples. Listen to this. St. John Chrysostom from the 5th century. Your wife provokes you, for example. Your son grieves you. Your servant angers you. Your enemy plots against you. Your friend envies you, your neighbor curses you, your fellow soldier trips you up. Often a lawsuit threatens you, poverty troubles you, loss of your property gives you grief. Prosperity puffs you up, misfortune depresses you. And many causes and compulsions to uh, to discouragement and grief, many causes to conceit and desperation surround us on all sides. And a multitude of missiles fall from everywhere. Therefore, we have a continuous need for the full armor of God, or for the full armor of the Scriptures. And then he goes further. I thought, he w- I thought that was enough, right? But he goes further. He says, it is not possible for anyone to be saved without continually taking advantage of spiritual reading. It is not possible for anyone to be saved without continually taking advantage of spiritual reading. This is what we have to labor after. This is the cause, sorry, and for this reason we gather here today. This is our labor, what we're doing. The liturgy itself is work. Liturgy itself means work, the work of the people. And it's work, it's tough. It's tough. And a lot of times, you know, we come out of liturgy. uh, Many times people will say, my kids or others will say, I'm tired. After liturgy, they'll say, yeah, I'm tired too. We did a lot of work today. It's psychological work. It's physical work. It's emotional work. We're standing up. We're sitting down. We're paying attention. Just to pay attention is a lot of work. And it's hard. And that's why during the liturgy, every time you hear the words, or it means let us attend. It means pay attention. Wake up. Come back. Attend. This is a very important thing that's going on right now. And this is the labor. This is the labor that we are a part of. Now we also labor in other ways. The, the food of tomorrow, no doubt, is the body and blood of Christ. But I can't just come in and take the body and blood of Christ. I have to prepare myself. And that is a lot of work as well. Don't think we can casually stroll into to the, the church like we're casually strolling into a restaurant and ordering some food. I'll take this, no, 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 I'll take that. I'll pay for it, I have the money. No, it's not, it's a different concept. It's more like we're going in and we're begging. We're begging because we don't have the money for it. We're begging because we're hungry and we're starving. We're begging because we don't deserve it. We're begging because we're unworthy. All of us. Doesn't matter what you've done, where you are, who you are. We're all unworthy of this. And so I have to do that work. That work of coming, first making sure nobody has a problem with me. I'm living at peace as much as possible with somebody else, with everybody else. I have not caused problems for other people. I have done my duty when it comes to my brother and my sister. I've done my duty when it comes to God. I've done my duty when it comes to those who are poor, sick, needy. I've done my duty towards the church. I've done my duty as much as I can in offering my sacrifices at home, my sacrifices of prayer, my sacrifices of service. I've done all of this and I've labored in it in order to come and say, I've done the best that I can. I've done as much as I can. And even after we've done as much as we can, and uh, as, as, as the best that we can, we still, we come forward and we say, we are unprofitable servants. Only doing that which was required of us. This is the labor that we have to labor after. Christ our Savior is speaking to, uh, to these uh, individuals because they came after him because of the sign, the miracle. And he said to them, you, you came because you ate and were filled. And a lot of times this is another reason why we come to church and it's not the best reason. A lot of times we come to church looking for a miracle, looking for something to change what is going on in our lives out of the ordinary, looking for God to do something. And of course he can, but this is not the only reason why we come to God. Either, Even if he does nothing for our current situation, we need to be with him. We need to be seeking after him, to be united with him. And this food that we take... Uh, this labor that we take in order for the food of tomorrow, this labor that we're doing, this labor is something that takes little by little, day by day. If today we celebrated a great feast, gigi worked overtime and we have all this food, we still will be hungry after a few hours. We cannot say today is enough for the week. Can you eat a meal today and be satisfied for the rest of the week? No. We're always coming back and we're snacking and we're taking little little, you know, sips of water here and there. All of this stuff is important for our physical health. Um, but we have to have that same idea when it comes to our spiritual. Uh, a lot of times the, the, when kids come to confess to me, I'll say, they'll say, I have trouble reading uh, my Bible every day. And so I say, okay, in the day that you don't read your Bible, don't eat. That's the words that were given to me. And so I give them a spiritual advice so that I connect my eating, my food with reading the Bible. And it's not a bad thing to have a Bible next to you at the table. Uh, Some of us eat alone. Uh, Maybe in the middle of the day we're catching a meal, the rest of the family is elsewhere. So instead of having our phones, we can have our Bibles. And we can practice this over the next three days. The next three days is Jonah's fast. It's like Great Lent. So let's put our minds as if we're going into Great Lent. In Great Lent, we should put away our phones, we should put away all social media, and we should hold on to our Bibles more. Not just to read the four chapters of Jonah. We can read those in a few minutes. Uh, But we should push ourselves to do more. And as we're fasting, and as we're hungry, and we have that nagging feeling, or that little headache that's coming to us, or whatever that happens to us in the middle of the day, let's say, okay, you know what? Let me just take this and pray and go for as long as I can. Or take this and read my Bible and go for as long as I can. If I get hungry at 10 o'clock, let me say, okay, let me push it to 10.30. Oh, there's a liturgy at some time. I don't, there's no liturgies here, unfortunately. But, uh, and, and we should find out what's happening at St. Marina. But two. 2 o'clock is when they start every day? No, except on Wednesdays. Monday. Monday. Tuesday, 4.30. Wednesday, early morning, and Thursday, early Okay. Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. All right. I'll, I'll put that on, on our email and send it out. But if there's a liturgy that we can make it to, let's make it to that. Let's try our best to, to make it to those liturgies. Let's, let's put this word labor, labor in front of us. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be uh, feeling like... You know, this is, this is difficult. All of that is okay. We do it for so many other things that are less worthy, that are less worthy than this endeavor. And This is also what we do when we wake up in the middle of the night uh, for prayer or when we go to church for an early liturgy or we go to church for a midnight liturgy. This is the labor that is required of us. Put this verse in front of you today. Do not labor for the food which perishes but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set His seal on Him. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. One second.